0: This is the 3D Pod, your number one source for 3D printing news, analysis, and insight from 3dprint.com. Now, here are your hosts, Joris Peels and Maxwell Vogue.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Joris Peels, and uh, this is the 3D Pod, and I'm here today with Maxwell Vogue. Hey, everyone. And we've got a special guest, and that's Fried von Kahn. Hello. And uh, so, yeah, so just to make some general introductions. Max, our co-host, of course, all the people that are used to our show know he's the co-inventor of the, the 3D printing pen, and uh, he's also uh, the, the uh, founder of 3Doodler. And uh, yeah, of course, Friedman Kran is an old boss of mine uh, way back when. And uh, 30 years ago, he started uh, Materialize, uh, which is now one of the largest service bureaus in the world, uh, making lots of manufactured 3D printed parts doing a lot of medical stuff, uh, anything from orthopedic implants to surgical guides and things like that. And they're also through Magix, uh, the largest vendor of software for 3D printing. So pretty much everyone uses uh, um, Magix to plan their builds and and to run their service bureau. So it's an honor to have you here with us uh, today, Fried. Thank you for
0: the nice compliments,
1: Yoris. And so, um, yeah, I think, think, you know, uh, I think we need to start about the thing that everyone is talking about, the whole COVID thing. How is, it, how is it affecting you as a, as, a, as, a, as a person?
0: On one hand, a very sad time. Uh, uh, it's uh, cruel that we have to end up as a world in, in this situation. And yeah, you see you are concerned about so many people dying. We have had a couple of uh, collaborators of materialized. we have been worried about because they catch the virus. Luckily, they all do well at the moment uh but yeah it's it's uh, heartbreaking what is happening at the moment at the professional level on the other hand these are also exciting times uh, and uh, 3d printing can show uh, a lot of its potential and when yeah we really have a a a lot of opportunities to to contribute uh, in the fight against Corona, as it is so broadly put.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think you guys have been doing a lot already. So, so let's go to that. I mean, I think it's interesting. You started with a door opener. That was the first uh, Corona thing that I saw from from Materialize. Is a, a door opener that you attach oh, to right, the door yeah. you open with your hand.
2: I saw that as well. I thought that was very cool. Uh, it inspired me to make one as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, what? Uh, yeah. We, we really uh, were in, in contact uh, through our Chinese operations with uh, the impact of corona already from January. And uh, uh, while that inspired already some activities more on our software side to look uh, at, at how uh, we could contribute uh, in the medical arena with our image processing, uh, facilities and we we were already t- uh, looking with some some Chinese uh, uh, surgeons and companies how how we could let mimics help. The reality is that uh, and we really got impacted on a very personal level the, when when we started seeing that we would probably have to go in this kind of lockdown situation and we would have to uh install social distancing at, at the company and so on and actually we started this approximately 10 days i would say already before uh, the official lockdown in belgium was was starting so we had some internal meetings uh, to see how we could change our facilities to minimize infection risks uh, To to Split the company in in bubbles or or uh, self-contained entities where with a limited amount of people that would operate in different shifts and so on. Um, and then we noticed that there would be areas where yeah we had to to connect anyhow, uh, where where there was a contamination risk on door handles and on. Uh, on uh, light switches, on uh, all those things that are touched by many people, and so that's it's it's at that moment uh, on a, on a Wednesday afternoon meeting that we said we need to do something about it with our knowledge of 3D printing. Uh, on uh, that Wednesday evening, we said we hold all our engineers, and they all work on one thing uh, that. The- openers yeah <laughs> uh, and as well for these problems yeah? yeah so the same evening we had different concepts from from one from each of the designers on our machines and the next day we selected those concepts that we thought uh, could be printed easily by all kinds of printers uh, that was a Thursday um, we made some improvements to the designs On Friday, we finished uh, the designs. On Friday evening, we started printing a few hundreds of those designs for internal use, uh, and in order to be ready by Monday. And the same weekend, we produced video material, we produced panels, we produced files, we produced the stickers uh, that that would uh, do no harm, use your arm uh, sticker. (laughs) Uh, and, and we send it out to our 180,000 contacts on Sunday evening. So that's the that's the story of the, the of the door openers in full.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you know how
2: many downloads have happened so far of the file, or
0: approximately? Well, uh, at the end of last week, uh, we were over 50,000. I don't okay. know where we are today because it was so right. busy this week that I didn't uh, get. I uh, asked for updates okay okay
1: and and now uh, you're working on a a, a mask as well p p a mask right or uh yes
0: um so we, we have on one hand continued the action on what we call preventive devices um yeah. and and there will follow a few things in that area, but now uh, a lot of our focus is on uh what we think will be if if it works out as well as we think the biggest contribution materialized can make in this corona crisis. You all know there is a lot of uh, request for people to help on those ventilator devices Mm -hmm. Um, and from the beginning to be honest we have been a little bit skeptical and that is through the fact that from early on the crisis we have been in contact with the pneumologists that we have been working with already from from our history we are investing in pneumology and 3d printing pneumology with uh, for instance that tracheal splint for babies yeah uh, so we have contacts in that in that environment and actually we heard over and over from those uh, people that yeah, while they have to go to ventilation, ventilation is, is and, and especially the invasive ventilation is actually a dangerous solution for those patients. Okay, at, at a certain moment in time, you don't seem to have alternatives, uh, but intubating patients is mm-hmm. already dangerous for the healthcare provider. Often people get infected at that moment, Is dangerous for the patient, but are really numbers that only 50% of those patients at most survive. Uh, because the yeah, intubation and thereafter the, the the ventilator puts a lot of pressure on the on the airways and the lungs, sometimes harms uh, the patient lungs. And so we we have started for actually a couple of weeks to discuss. Uh, what we could do in order to prevent people from getting on the on the ventilator Uh, and then all of a sudden uh, in in one of the discussions our engineers came up with uh, one of our advisors professor de Bakker uh, from uh, a professor from University of Antwerp that, uh, that said but can't we give PEEP in a passive way Peep stands for the the positive end exhalation pressure, which means that you keep, when you exhale, you keep some pressure at the end of the exhalation so that your lungs remain a little bit more open. Yeah. Uh, And that is not so harmful for the lungs as putting pressure when you inhale. Uh, But that, positive pressure is having a couple of nice side effects. Uh, Pressure on on the infections is positive for their healing uh, without hurting the alveoli. It also reduces the amount of fluids leaking into the lungs, uh, which is another problem uh, that you have. And by the fact that we exhale Uh, through a filter and through a valve that provide a positive pressure. We also don't let the patients exhale in open air, what is more secure for the healthcare workers. So there there are quite a number of of, uh, uh, positive effects to this approach. So we are providing an alternative, we believe, with this approach for on one hand, yeah. having more treatment options than there currently are, because this is for some reason an approach that is not yet in the protocols all over the world, but at the same time, that is positively experienced by the specialists. And uh, it's also an alternative approach for elderly people that are often not put on the ventilator because they would not survive it. That's something that is known beforehand. if, if this is going to work, it's going to reduce the amount of people on the ventilator and it's offering a treatment alternative that are too weak to go on the ventilator. So it, it has a, a lot of potential. And that's why uh, in just a few days, we have been able to, to set up a clinical study with a couple of centers in Belgium. And we hope that clinical study will kick off tonight.
1: Okay, and and that's it's made on sintering, like it's it's polyamide or what's the technology? Or? Yes,
0: yes. The the solutions that we which we use to to ramp up this treatment are based on on polyamide three D printed parts. Now, to be honest, if if it is so impactful as we hope, uh, the the amounts needed will be such that we will need to move to injection moving
2: right you have to move to a Mm -hmm. tooling but
0: uh, as as you also know uh it we will have to wear to wait a couple of weeks for the tools and we will use 3d printing to do the bridging uh Mm -hmm. is
2: it is it just a part that goes on to an existing system or is it um a new system like does it go on to the current intubators Um, or
0: our first focus is to to uh, uh, build a connector parts on the existing masks. Yeah. Uh, also to keep it very familiar for the anesthetists and the pneumologists that are used to these devices and that are fully compatible with their existing equipment. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a kind of connector that is compliant with all the devices, the filters, the peep, false, and so on they are used to. Again, if we would have to scale this on, on a very large uh, scale, because it works as well as we hope, uh, we will integrate those functionalities in one single face mask. Uh, mm-hmm. In the locker. Right. Okay.
1: And you're already working on the, the mass production element? You're already getting that started already? at the moment,
0: or? Uh, well,
2: yeah. You're waiting for the study.
0: <laughs> it's, no, 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 we, we can't wait for the study because then I, these are not normal times.
2: Yeah, no, 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 absolutely, like you have to move we quickly. Are,
0: we have been working on parallel all the time uh, with our regulatory teams, with our legal teams, with our uh, yeah, engineers who do the, 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 the designs. There are other people already looking at the supplies because we need peep valves, we need need filters, we need uh, the face masks from different suppliers. Uh, So all of this is is going on in parallel. There is already another team working on the preparations if needed to go to the injection molding and so on. So uh, materializes involving a lot of people and the fantastic thing is that, that everybody is, is very eager to collaborate uh, and that, that we have those close connections uh, that make that we can progress extremely fast. We were in, in, a, in, a, in a good week from initial concept to regulatory approval with a completely new medical device.
1: And it has, it's, uh, do you need to do more work on approvals as well? Uh, how are you finding health authorities now? I mean, it seems like they're very proactive.
0: Uh, yes, in, indeed. Uh, we find uh, a lot of support there, uh, but as the system is developing, uh, of course, each new design, each new connector to another kind of face mask will need its own approval. So it's not... Right. We, we have one approval that solves it all uh, to the country. Uh, we, we now have uh, approval for the series that will be used in the clinical trial and that we can start offering already in parallel to some hospitals. But uh, there are a lot of complementary approvals in, pre- in preparation with each different design for each different mask
1: solution and so on. And are you using, because you guys used to already make like surgical guides, is it the same procedures and the same kind of certification on the production side that you use for that or...?
0: Well, of course, our experience um, and all of the validation work we, we have been doing on, uh, for instance, the, the, the cleaning of, of polyamide, the, 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 the cleaning line that we have in place in our clean room, all of these experiences can now be put in place to accelerate. Yeah? And, and mm-hmm. we, we validate by the fact that we use exactly the same methodology as for the, as for the guides.
1: Okay. And, and and you hear a lot about like SLS that it's porous or it sinterings so or polyamide that is a porous material. So that, that would indicate maybe that it's problematic to sterilize it or to keep it clean. Is, is that an issue you find? or No, uh,
0: certainly not. Eh? We have a lot of experience with the sterilization of our guides. Uh, from a sterilization perspective, uh, there is no issue. On the other hand, we also have a, a lot of experience on the manufacturing side then. To, to make as a less part airtight uh, and, and use scanning technologies that make sure the right kind of quality to to mm-hmm. ensure that there are no air leaks and so on so um, that's now where all the competences that materializes build up over
1: the thirty years mm-hmm. of existence come together mm-hmm. Is it weird because you had like I think like for people maybe watching don't know Freed has always had like this cuddly side in the sense that you uh, and also AOS are the only two companies that for a really long time didn't do any weapons uh, and didn't produce any weapons or any, any kind of stuff like that. And you've always had this kind of mission to 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 make the world better through manufacturing. Is it like kind of, it kind of feels like you, you spent 30 years working up to this.
0: I've, I've never looked at it in this way. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting okay, perspective. Okay. Uh, but uh, in any case, uh, it, it's quite handy that uh, we have so many people at Materialise that are very committed to our mission, and that that uh, have those contacts with the, the clinical sector that also are used to analyse the needs of that sector and to. Okay. Translated into fresh ideas in, in a co-creative way, and those mm-hmm. competences come really together at this moment.
2: Would you say that the majority of your company is now focused on on this one project, or
0: no? It, it's not the majority of yeah. the company because I, we keep also servicing our our re- regular uh, customers, and and luckily their demand has not dropped to zero. Right. There's still some serious demand in the market. At the same time, uh, what I can say is that, that all aspects, all different divisions of materialize, do whatever they can to, to delegate their best people to these efforts.
1: I think it's, uh, it's interesting that, that we see a lot of... See, what 3D printing to me does is it's a really... Uh, it's a fast way to go from an idea to, to a solution, to a part, and we can iterate quickly. So it's exactly what you guys are doing with the mask, but those are the strengths of the technology. Whereas I see a lot of other companies that are helping out, it's wonderful that they're helping out, but they seem to be doing serial production stuff that in two to three weeks, some molding guy's gonna take over. I'm a little, uh, I don't know, confused a little bit that there's not more stuff being invented, that there's not more stuff coming from the clinical, the people in the front lines that we're solving as a 3D printing industry.
0: Yeah, I think you have seen uh, quite a number of nice examples eh? the fact that, that uh, the, for instance nasal swaps have been redesigned and yep. mm-hmm. printed. I find these uh, nice examples uh, on the other hand one of the things at materialize we try to avoid at this moment is to jump on the projects where we see a lot of people working upon already I see an enormous amount of energy going into the ventilators. Mm-hmm. On one hand it is good, but on, on, on the other hand, uh, yeah, ventilators uh, are aggressive devices, as I described earlier. Yeah. <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think we decided uh, to, well, our subcontracting activities, or manufacturing activities, have delivered components for multiple ventilator projects, but we have not invested our own engineering resources.
2: No. Right, you'd rather so solve I've- the problem than than uh, continue it. I mean, w- of the, the issue with ventilators, so to speak.
0: Um, well, we have used our clinical contacts to really try to make a, a difference in some of the uh, approaches, like we did with the preventive devices as well. We. We have really chosen to, to, yeah, based on our own analysis, uh, to come up with, with inventive solutions. Yeah, this yeah. is, i give you another one. Next week we will launch our batch holders. Uh, oh, nice. yeah? <laughs> At Materialise we are carrying all the time batch holders. You can yeah? use it
2: to hook it open.
0: Uh, yes, and and we equipped it with a little hook and, and we call it the finger uh, and yeah. Okay, our door handles only solve the problem of the doors. But uh, with this little batch holder, you can uh, you can open switches, You can take the elevator. You can use the, the central copier. You can use the central copy mach- uh, coffee machine. Oh. Uh, you you can open the drawers in the kitchen. That every opening with is bare hands. So it's it's a, a very simple uh device yeah we are at this moment to, uh, preparing to place it also online for download for everybody and we have even prepared uh, uh, yeah an, an, an app with uh, the company trinkle uh, to make it uh, parameterizable so that you can uh, make it in your own dimensions and that you can put your logo on it or, or whatever so that's going to launch next week
1: very cool Perfect. And and do you have time to, to, to look back on your business or to look forward at this time? Or are you really, really focused on the now at the moment?
0: Let's say that, that there is uh, not so much time for uh, philosophical questions at this moment. <laughs> uh, uh, at the same time, yeah, yeah. in this kind of imp- interviews, uh, people are asking me what, what we think about the future. Uh, I think 3D printing has a great opportunity to show its value. And I hope we will be able to benefit uh, from this. And to, to link it to the other side of your question, looking back, if if you are going to study the reports of Terry Wallace, I think you will find that uh, after 2001, uh, that uh, yeah, September 11 has caused a crisis. But in 2003, 2000, I, 2002, 2003, 2004 have been quite successful years of high growth for 3D printing. We had the disaster year of 2009 with the financial crisis, but remember how the entire boom was in 2011, 2012, 2013, when, when we had the appearance of all the, the, the home uh, printers. So these have again been among the most successful years, mm-hmm. and I think this crisis can bring a new uh, dynamic uh, to the printing market. Be it that it not will not be in in the second half of this year, but rather in in twelve to eighteen months
1: from now. Yeah, I, I really think I think I was talking to John uh, John Meckler today, and I said I've never been as bullish. In the boom years, I was always like, you know, calm down. It's not implementation yet. You know, it's not going to be a mass consumer device, the home printer and all this, I was always like trying to tell people to calm down, but now I'm really actually quite bullish about 3d printing as a technology. Cause it's forcing every single person that has, that makes an object, a complex object has to look at our technology, has to look at bridge manufacturing. You don't have an option now of, you know, it used to be like, this is like business development person and they would fill a spreadsheet. Oh, 3d printing is cool. Uh, let's go further to nanotechnology, but now they have to look at us. So every single person with a complex supply chain reaching around the world is taking a hard look at using it, or not. I mean, I think I think yeah, that's what we have it.
0: I think we regularly share the same opinion. Eh? So I
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, I think uh, we are well aligned, uh, and that um, yeah, th- this is indeed uh, a moment where the entire world is looking at three D printing with kind of different eye. eh? Uh, uh, Now people really experience how it can help to to ramp up uh, the tests, the corona tests, to Mm -hmm. create quickly preventive devices, uh, uh, to even help in in the real healthcare uh, applications, uh, like we are trying to do at Materialise with innovative treatments.
1: I think it's interesting because like for a lot of big corporates I've worked for like, as a consultant, I've worked for like really large conglomerates and they kind of see 3d printing as like a spielerei, you know, it's like a nice thing for like these really limited applications. And now we're seeing across a broad area of application, uh, uh, we're seeing a lot of interest. And do you think, do you think, what, what do you think is materialized role in, 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 in like helping companies to manufacture is it for the software? Is it from guiding them? Is it from, what's your your job do you think?
0: Well, we we like to say that we can help them with with software Uh, we are not making the hardware ourselves but we do know something about controlling the hardware uh, with our software and then finally we are using more and more the term mindware Uh, yeah software and mindware you also I think if we have been able to create so many different applications, meaningful applications on such a short time frame, is because we have developed a mindset over uh, the past 30 years that we really think additive
1: uh, in in the way we engineer. Okay. And um, so... So and I think it's really interesting. The last time I spoke, was a, uh, spoke to you was like I think at Forum Next when I think I've that's, that's going to be my record shaking hands with people day. <laughs> uh, I think going forward, um, and 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 you were talking a lot about product development. So going you know not only to the to, from the ideation phase to. To prototyping, but much further into product development. I think it's interesting that now you're doing that with this mask and a lot of other things. Is that still the focus to go deeper into the product development cycles of companies?
0: Well, um, yeah, what, what we were discussing is indeed that there is such a difference between doing uh, a prototype and uh, what we call an mpi a new product introduction process where we prepare a product for uh yeah end part manufacturing on a small or larger scale uh, because then you really need to control the process you have to know that you operate it always the same way and that's where we are still failing a lot as an as an industry and uh materialize has been spending the last two years, I would say, on developing a tool set to accelerate this new product introductions. And we are making use of a lot of our know-how and, and abilities so fast with those new product introductions. Uh, I think this, I, we discussed that this would be an important accelerator if we can, yeah. There's always this, this famous GE example eh, of the uh, injector that took years to go from initial idea to stable production. Um, if we can reduce this time from yeah, years to months and then to weeks or days in some situation, well, the opportunities will go tremendously faster than they are doing today.
1: But also, if I if look up, oh, yeah.
2: Sorry, I just I have to I have to leave unfortunately. But uh, you guys should keep going, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. And I can't wait to actually listen to the rest of it. Uh, but it's been fascinating. So you guys keep talking now.
0: Thank,
2: thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day.
1: But so, uh, but I think it's also interesting that if we look at the mass, uh, I was talking to a contract manufacturer at one point, and and his opinion was that we would never be a suitable mass uh, production technology, and I'm like. Well, I don't know if we ever want to be a suitable mass production technology in the sense that I want to make millions, right, uh, of things maybe, but I want to make profitable long-term value things. And then I'm looking at things that are like, for example, unique or small production runs or customized. There to me, I think there's a lot more value, a lot more value in getting people's attention and making a product that's precisely uh, right for them. So I think in in this kind of like add-on thing, I mean, Joris,
0: this this brings us really to the theme of sustainability. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, yeah, our society in the long term has to get rid of the the products that we yeah we, yeah. we use for ten seconds and throw away. Yeah, we we have to try to come up with products that that are really reusable. That that. Mm-hmm specific needs uh and have a much higher i like, it's it's more like, we need to make the switch from the lowest cost to the highest value
1: yeah and,
0: uh, and and that's uh hopefully one of the the reflections that people start making that there is a high value in life uh, there is not only this short-term threats that we are experiencing with corona. There is also the long-term threat that we experience uh, with the society if we don't care about our climate, if we don't care about social injustice. And Mm -hmm. it means that that we will need to learn to be happy with products that are really sustainable, but much less products. and the only way for the manufacturing industry to survive is is they can charge more for those sustainable products, uh, and and uh, be appreciated for
1: for it. Yeah, and I, I like that. Like, uh, if another corporate leader would tell me this, I'd really kind of feel that they're contrite. But I believe you on this uh, because I know you. So I know this is important to you. But and what are the things that are making you actually worried? Because sustainability feels like a topic. It's kind of like. It's a fluffy fun topic to to do, but what is making you worried about this what is making you like prompting you to say this is an immediate concern this is an immediate action thing
0: uh, yeah I think that there have been alarming signs uh, for for many years uh, that uh, yeah, our society is developing in in a direction that is not sustainable uh, so and and Yeah, that's one of the, yeah, every crisis has its opportunities and and Mm -hmm. like 3D printing has an opportunity to demonstrate how how it can help in the manufacturing sector. I hope for our society that this crisis uh, contributes to see that we can tackle serious problems that threaten humanity and we can do something about it uh, Mm If we really want and if we we put the uh, to the end.
1: One thing this crisis is doing is putting us all in the same boat. We all have the same fears, we all have the same worries, and we're all stuck at home. I think before it was all these divisions, like politically or country-wise, everybody was kind of apart. Now all of a sudden everybody realizes like, whoa, I have the same problem as somebody else who may be very, very different from me. Uh, that to me is, is 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 the only silver lining I see at the moment. That and there's no traffic. But, uh, <laughs> but I think it is. It also is like a, there's a time for people to reflect. So if there is a time when we there's an alternative history or an alternative thing, it would be at the end of this. It will be a, a if there is an end of this. I mean I don't think there's an end to it. It's just the new normal. But but you know if it if it gets less and people go out more and then they are rebirth in a world that. You know, where they don't care that much about shopping for fun or just buying products for the hell of it, I think that that could be a, a really valuable thing. And do you think, so one of my favorite things about sustainability is like products that last a really long time. Like I, I'm a huge fan, of, I don't see a lot of stuff there uh, happening, but there were some, some things like, for example, there was a stool and a guy, a designer, a Dutch designer made the stool out of metal and he made it look like a 1930s stool and the idea was it could last 100 years. So uh, that that to me is, I like also products that last a lot longer. Uh, Are you working on stuff like that or are you working on just making 3D printing more sustainable or recycling more, or what's your focus?
0: uh, Absolutely, and there are different dimensions again. There is the dimension of uh, the uh, sustainability of the process where we are working on topics like uh, reusing the powder, And not having to throw away a lot of the powder or having to throw away a lot of the the photopolymer uh, simply not used it's disappearing into support structures and things like that that's definitely in our core uh, technology but there is also the product side of it yeah and I I want to give you the example of of our insoles for instance Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the Insoles we, we produce uh, with uh, polyamide are really surviving at least twice to three to four times as long as the standard insoles that are being produced uh, today uh, with with milled and handmade alternatives. Mm-hmm. They are maybe twice that expensive, but for instance, in your home country, the, the Netherlands, uh, the... It has been accepted by the insurers, that yeah. insoles are twice uh, that expensive, but they last also twice as long, so they are considered of a similar, uh, similar value to the to the patient. Uh, apart from there, we believe, super, superior dynamic behavior. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, Materialise has been working on creating sustainability there, and uh, private insurers have stepped in into the story and they've validated it. Uh, They have Mm -hmm. seen together with us that it's really sustainable. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there is another dimension I want to mention for me. Sustainability is not only about the environment uh, that's a very important element. It's also about people. So in, Mm -hmm. in, in the medical applications we approach the key value of sustainability in a different way we believe that first time right and really solving medical problems for once and and forever uh, the right way to go to to practice sustainability yeah and and this is then again a story that that we have positive examples, for instance, with our hip implant that, that is solving the problems with an incredible 99% success rate on people mm-hmm. that have been treated five, six, seven, 6, some, sometimes mm-hmm. even 10 times uh, before mm-hmm. standard solutions. Yeah, mm-hmm. This is a, a, the, the practical example, what we are doing with the tracheal, tracheal uh, mm-hmm something similar for one of fundamentally the problem of those babies and yeah for instance the nhs in the uk is really on the same line there and gives multiple products of materialized as explicit examples of this approach they want to follow so it's really feasible to go into that direction and we try to demonstrate it on a daily basis
1: i think it's, that's interesting by the way if it was a polyamide powder waste you can turn it into filament and sell it for the filament uh, fdm printers i tell that to everyone but, uh, <laughs> but
0: t- yeah the first thing we do is by our processing we have been able to to really use the, the powder i would mm-hmm. say practically for for uh, eternity but uh the second thing that we do is it, have always some powder that really sticks to the parts and that is mm-hmm. and that is also sold to companies that turn it into uh, filament then.
1: okay oh, okay i didn't know but that's a i've been trying to uh, suggest that people for a while so it's good to know that that's actually happening that's nice um but um uh so on the sustainability thing it's interesting because the business case is of course better for the disposable product right it's a the disposable product that uh, you, you buy it again and again and again the medical solution that you have kind of a subscription to Is more valuable to the customer, so it does really. It does seem, in that sense, that that a lot of people are focusing on, you know, making unsustainable solutions by design. Like as a business, like the tip of technology's spear always goes sharper, but it's more brittle. You know, that's with a lot of things. They're getting like uh, they're getting more fragile and stuff like that. Is is going against this good business sense?
0: I think yes. You have this companies that go into that direction but there is a growing movement of uh, companies that want to build a better world Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and it actually has an official name eh, the so-called B Corps um, which which really want to to put on themselves uh, uh, a lot of uh, requirements that they contribute to a better and a healthier world, that they they follow standards, that they don't discriminate people, that they they really uh, yeah put the profit not first but the mm-hmm. society first. Uh, so I I hope that this movement keeps gaining momentum, and materializes definitely subscribing. Uh, to to this kind of approach.
1: Yeah, but to me, I mean, I think you're a publicly traded company. I mean, it has to make sense. You have a fiduciary responsibility to, to your shareholders. It has to make sense for them. Do you think it makes sense for them financially as well? Is it, is it good? I mean, I can imagine it'll help you attract new talented people, for example, or the right companies to work for. I can imagine there's like benefits there as well. But
0: first of all, there are also investors that believe in in sustainability and in ethical investments. And it's mm-hmm. also a growing movement. But secondly, the the B Corp movement has even achieved to of, to be officially recognized in the law of multiple countries as a as a special legal entity, so that they not be sued uh, by investors for not giving priority to profit first. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the US you had a situation that some companies could be sued by their shareholders, mm-hmm. if they put in certain actions, not profit first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually uh, that has been one of the uh, B Corp uh, achievements that they have created a legal status for B Corp entities that blocks uh, shareholders from suing them for that reason.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and is this something that the, is this a day to day task? Do you see this as a day to day task as a CEO to push this, this sustainability agenda? Is that something that you should be leading or, or is that something that everyone should be leading in? Or is it, is it you know, how would you um, describe that?
0: We are trying, uh, first of all, as CEO in, in Materialize to put that highly on, on our agenda and to also allocate resources for it. Uh, but actually it's it's not a separate topic it's is embedded in your day to day activities but secondly yeah uh, we have been forced to cancel our world conference but we wanted to use that opportunity to also show and 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 try to get alignment among the people in the 3d printing industry uh, to become part of that movement and to to yeah, put also uh, for them uh, sustainability high on the agenda.
1: And how did you want to do that? Was there, is there like a manifesto? Is there a club I could join? Is there like a a button? Can I? Is there, well,
0: the... the first thing yours is by trying to give the example and inspiration that you can respect the the so-called uh, three P's. Uh, the planet the people and the profit or the prosperity Um, uh, by showing with examples what what we uh, what we can do Um, but i don't think we have to invent yet another uh, sustainability society or whatever there is the global compact from the united nations which you to submit your Uh, report on how you act with respect to sustainability and the 17 united nations sustainability goals which materialized does already since three years Uh, and there is on the other hand the b corp movement uh, that provides an even more detailed framework that you can follow in order to be really a sustainable uh, company for a better world
1: Okay. And this better world, do you think, yeah, are, are we going to look for a better world? Are we going to see a better world soon? Are you optimistic? Uh,
0: yes, I do. I'm, I'm really optimistic. Uh, like you said, the, the crisis uh, can open the eyes of, uh, of people. Uh, because we were heading in the wrong direction I found yeah the, yeah, the, the movements we we have seen uh, across all the yeah of, of the more nationalistic movements on one hand the more yeah I will call it dictatorial movements uh, on the other hand uh, Maybe this crisis is again a big lesson for us that we feel how important it is to be able to to travel from one country to another, to have trade from one country to another, to have uh, the possibility to to yeah to, to express your thoughts and to express your your uh, opinion uh, even if you are at home and that that kind of stuff. So. Uh, I, I'm optimistic. Yes.
1: Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Reed, for your time. Thank you so much for joining the three D pod. Uh, really enjoyed uh, talking to you and stuff. And uh, and uh, yeah, I hope uh, I really wish you luck on the mask. It sounds like a really amazing project, and uh, really respect you guys are doing like something really complicated and and something really new. And uh, I really think that's uh, really am- amazing. So uh, that's that's really great. And uh, and thanks so much for for joining us, Reed. Thank you for
0: the opportunity, Joris, and we will definitely see each other once all those uh, lockdowns are opened up. Yeah. Thank you very much.
1: All right, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Ciao. All right, thanks everyone for joining the 3D Pod. My name is Joris Peels, we had Max still on today and Fried von Kahn. And uh, yeah, thanks a bunch for your time uh, as well and uh, do share it. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to the 3D Pod. For more information on what you just heard or to subscribe visit www.3dprint.com or follow us at 3dprint underscore com.